0: You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody, and welcome to A Step Further. This is our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Matt Nickerson, and I am your host, and I hope you were blessed by Matt Reagan last week, both preaching for me and covering the podcast. So if you're a regular podcast listener, you are blessed to have the wisdom of Matt poured out on you. What a great man. Went to college with him. Really enjoy him. I've learned a lot from him. I appreciate both his humility and his confidence in the Lord. So jumping into this week, we launched a new series called The Tip of the Iceberg, and the whole concept of The Tip of the Iceberg is that what happens in those tired and stressful moments is we act out in some way or another. We yell at people. We get angry at people. We withdraw from people, whatever it might be. And when we do that, we're showing something. But what's really going on is there's something below the surface. There's something deep inside us. Might be a hurt. Might be a wound. Might be a frustration. Might be an anger. Whatever it is. And until we deal with that thing going on below the surface, we'll keep surfacing what is below the surface. I know it's a big concept, but there's more going on down there. So we want to focus on that. And I really read from Proverbs chapter four on Sunday, it's kind of the key verse for the whole series, but really for Sunday. And it says this in Proverbs four twenty-three: above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And the whole idea here is in Proverbs, Proverbs is written to be what we call a wisdom literature, a wisdom book. Churches historically, uh, Hebrew and Christian, have said that Solomon wrote the Proverbs. There's some debate among scholars today as to whether he did or didn't write it or whatever. It's irrelevant for our discussion today. But the whole point is, when Solomon began his life as the king over Israel, and David has now passed away and the mantle's been handed to him, the first thing he did is he came to the Lord and he asked the Lord for wisdom to lead God's people well. And God showed up and he said to Solomon, Solomon, because you have not asked for riches, because you have not asked for wealth and for health, because you've asked for wisdom to lead my people well, I'm going to give it to you. And I tell you, Solomon, there will be no one more wise than you. And then we read throughout the Hebrew scriptures that people came from all over the world to listen to and hear from Solomon's wisdom, which makes so much sense in Proverbs chapter four, because if you go back many of the verses, we are told in Proverbs chapter four, verse five. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. So who is the she here? Well, the she is wisdom herself. The whole idea throughout the Bible is that there is a way to live that is wise. So the right things stay right, the wrong things stay wrong. Good things stay good, evil things stay evil. We don't blur the lines between them. But then beyond be what is right or what is wrong, sometimes there's just questions to answer about life. How do I handle this situation? What is the quote unquote wise thing to do? In fact. The pastor who I quoted on Sunday, Andy Stanley, he wrote a book, um, not the one I quoted on Sunday, another book I found extremely helpful, but let me just summarize the whole book for you here quickly. He called it the best question ever. And the best question ever basically asks this one question. You ready? What is the wise thing for me to do here? Given my background, given all the things that I've experienced and all the things I've been through, given my future hopes and dreams and the things that I want to accomplish, the things that I believe God is leading me to do, and the intersection between those two things, what is the wisest thing for me to do in this Situation? And I think that is such a great question that Andy gives to us. Andy is phenomenal at writing bottom lines. I've never heard a pastor or a writer quite like Andy. He does such a great job. I want to give him credit. But imagine applying that question to the many issues that you deal with in your life. So, right is right, wrong is wrong. Evil is evil, good is good. We don't have to wonder, like, should I have an affair on my spouse? The answer is always no. That is not good. That is evil. Should I Cheats a business partner? No. Should I uh, not work hard in my job because uh, I'm tired? No. Working hard for your job is a good thing. I mean, we could go through all. It's like, is this, should I do this? Should I do that? Well. Sometimes it's obvious. But what about the other times? Should I go into this business venture? Should I go and get this degree? Should I say yes into this business partnership? Should I invest in this thing? Should I stop allowing my kids to play five sports so that they can only play two? Uh, And should I go over here for Christmas? Should I have these people over for dinner? Imagine all the kinds of questions in life that aren't based around good or bad, evil or not evil. Imagine them. How would I know what the right thing to do is? And maybe the way to phrase that is not, there's a right or a wrong here, but there's a wise and an unwise. Given my past experiences, given all of my hurts and pains, given all the things that I've been through and what I've learned through that, given my future hopes and dreams, what do I want to accomplish, what is the wisest thing for me to do here? Again, Proverbs, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Did you know that there are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. Do you know you could read one chapter a day, every day of a month, and you would cover the entire book in one month? You're going to find there's anywhere from, you know, maybe 18 to 40 verses in a chapter. And it's just going to be most, most of the time, verse after verse after verse of why saying, why saying, why saying, why saying, uh, better, uh, Better a, uh, what is it? better a wound from an enemy than a kiss from a friend. That's one of the verses in Proverbs that I love. And what it means is better, than a, better to have somebody who hurts you than somebody who always tells you how amazing you are and your decisions are always great because the person who hurts you loves you enough to tell you the truth, right? It's better to have that than the other. That's just one of, you know, 18 verses you might learn in a day. But I am amazed when I do this, when I pick up this pattern in my life, God always has something for me that day or for later that week that I read. And I don't know why all those verses are flying at me and I'm not catching most of them, but That week, God's word will say that one is for you because wisdom is key to living this life well, which is why we get down to verse seven and it says, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, though it cost all you have, get understanding, cherish her and she will exalt you, embrace her and she will honor you. She will give you a garland to grace your head to present you with a glorious crown. He goes on, and he says in verse 10, Listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. Why is this relevant? Well, throughout life, as you find yourself experiencing the tip of the iceberg, be it anger, or lust, or greed, or whatever it might be that's showing, presenting itself above the waters, the question we want to wrestle with is, how do we change what's going on beneath the waters? And the way that we start to change is, as we start to see the world differently, we start to act differently in the world. And over time, we start to change what's going on under the surface of the waters. Did you know that it says in Luke chapter four, or sorry, Luke chapter two, verse 40, that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature with God and man. And I find that fascinating. It, It of course, he grew bigger and stronger. He was a little boy. He was a baby, right? Born in major on Christmas. And then we don't hear much about him until he's 12 and then much about him after that until he's like starting his ministry. But they gave us that one little verse to let us know he's studying the word of God. He's growing in wisdom. He's learning what's going on in his heart, in his life, and in the world. And he's seeing the world for what it is so that he can see the world through God's eyes. And that is called wisdom. It's a gift to you. It'll guard your life. You will live a long and successful and happy life if you live in wise ways. So. What is the wise thing for you to do with all of this? Perhaps tomorrow morning, you need to start by opening the book of Proverbs and just reading chapter one and just pick it up from there on. 31 days, you'll have the whole book done. And you'll just see that God starts to chip away at that iceberg below the surface and begin to slowly change who you are into a man or a woman more like him. God bless you. See you next week.